I think it'd be really cool to be able to be like a crazy proficient juggler. Like you yeah. could juggle a bowling ball, a chainsaw, and an apple. <laughs> you know, like something like that would be really cool. He's eating cheese and juggling chainsaws. <laughs> something is going to happen. What is up, everybody? And welcome back to the Schooling Struggle Podcast. It is our belief that the only guarantee in life is that we are all going to struggle. And how we choose to embrace our struggles is what empowers us to become the best versions of ourselves. I am Pete, coming to you from Heartland, Vermont. And with me is my friend and co-host, Todd, coming to you from Tacoma, Washington, all the way across the country, three hours oh. behind me. What's up, Todd? What's happening, Peter? Man. We are. We're like almost complete opposites of the country. Yeah. Yeah. About as yeah. far as it can go. Almost. Yeah. yeah what's further? What's, what do you well, got? Maine? Yeah, probably by road. If I live a little bit further north, we'd have to go down under the lakes or maybe just take it right over the lakes through Canada. Yeah. I'm not sure. Interesting. Yeah. But, yeah. Well, maybe one of us needs to move to Hawaii or Alaska. Maybe. Don't tempt me. <laughs> What's happening? So tonight we are doing a answering of listener questions. Mm. This is a little bit different. We've done a number of five-by-five episodes. Those are five questions that that I come up with that are kind of percolating in my life or in my mind. And then each semester that I teach, and I teach two semesters a school year, we do Ask Me Anything with Mr. D, and I pull questions from there uh, twice a year for the podcast. And this is different. This is our family of listeners who are actively listening to all of our episodes, or at least most of our episodes, <laughs> at least have, reached, have reached out to me in, in many different formats. Some know me personally. Some have reached out via internet. Um, all different things to just ask our thoughts and opinions and perspectives on a wide array of questions. Uh, so these questions vary in length and in depth. And I thought what we do tonight is just go through them and keeping our 35, 40-ish minute time frame that we normally do for an episode, we'll just give our responses to these questions. So feel free to go as deep as you want and take it as far as you want conversationally, Todd, or we can just, you know, quick answer and move on to the next one, wherever whatever you desire, whatever you feel the listeners deserve and what your thoughts and perspectives are regarding these questions. All right. Cool. Any questions before we start? No. All right. Let's rock and roll. Let's go. Are we gonna, are, actually, I do have a question. Are we going to switch off or are we just going to uh, just go for it? <laughs> so a little background on what's <laughs> happened today. I texted Todd this morning, probably long before he got up because it was pretty early. It was like five o'clock my time. And uh, I just said, hey, this is the plan for tonight's show. I'm just going to feed feed questions to this text thread all day long as I've kind of compiled them from different places in my life. You can read them or not, and this will be our list of questions for tonight. So I've been filling Todd's phone up with texts full of these questions as we go. So Todd has them in front of him, but I don't. If I had to bet an amount of money that mattered, I'd say you haven't read through them yet. I did. I read through them. What? Actually, it's, what's <laughs> funny is it's timestamped today at 4:26 a.m. and I have this hard. I have a hard a hard. Uh, what do you call it? a rule? I guess you could say guideline. Let's put it that way, where anybody can text me whenever they want, but I choose when I look at it. So yes, like some people are like, no, you don't even text me after 10 a.m. or 10 p.m. You know, whatever. And I'm like, whatever. But uh, this morning when I woke up, sure, sure enough, I look and I'm like, wow, this isn't typical Peter banter. Like there's, there's <laughs> paragraphs and there's multiple <laughs> bubbles. I'm like, wow, and I didn't even get a word in advice. So I feel like maybe uh, you you've figured it out. You could just. You can just blast me at 4.30 in the morning. I'm never going to get to it. You know what they say? The best defense is a great offense. There it is. So here I come. Man. All Bring right. It first, on. Four, 
all right. First okay. question is, <laughs> what is one or more objective or measurable goals that you are currently working on in your life? Well, I'm going to school, so that's what I'm working on. It's called Eden Aerosmith School. They more or less gave me a, a scholarship to go there for the last two quarters, I guess. And um, at the split of the last quarter, which was two weeks ago, they said the the module I was taking is now going to become self self sufficient. So go at your own pace online, right? And I and it had been every day at ten a.m. And now these, I've noticed these little things are creeping up. Like I have an external uh, 10 key number pad that it is required to do it. And it started acting up. I'm like, why doesn't this work? So now I'm like, hmm. And I find my mind coming up with all these crazy ideas or like excuses. Like I can't do it today because, oh, that thing broke and there's no one on the way. Or, oh, this or that, the other thing. So um, that's it's a measurable goal because I, I want to, I'm going to finish it. But it's, uh, I'm, I'm finding that it's uh, having little hooks, <laughs> little things that are, mm try to catch me, but the other side's great. So, What's the content of the classes that you're taking or the coursework that you're doing? Um, it's an interesting, um, it's not like anything I've ever heard of before. And I don't, I've, I've talked to a couple people and it's not like anything they've ever heard of. So it's like cognitive, cognitive education that, that helps to sharpen the um, maybe areas of inefficiency. So you, so you go through and you do an assessment and then they um, run it through this algorithm and other people take a look at it. And then they say, here are the areas of focus that we see that you're deficient in, or you can do better in. And then they give you um, different modules to, to um, address those different, different things. And so I mean, that's the easiest way I can. Is it designed to enhance the function of your brain? Yeah, for sure. I have a hard time in school because a lot of the curriculum wasn't something that I thought was going to map to anything beneficial. So it was like, oh, here, take algebra. I'm like, I'm never going to use this. Like, why would I need that? And then I would quickly lose interest. So I found myself re-experiencing the same feelings over and over. There's like anxiety that comes with it. And just like this pressure to, you know, to, to perform. But I I knew in my mind, I'm like, I don't get all these things. So I try to, you know, kind of throw it together in a haphazard way that doesn't really make any sense or help me grow. And this, um, when I started doing, I was like, I don't know if this is really going to work. And then I realized that the, uh, the underlying intent, and I think, um, the curriculum, speaks to that is if you if you do this one thing and you get really sharp at this you'll begin to see it in other places of of your life it'll start it'll begin to show up not not, not like you'd get at a regular school that i've ever been to anyway so hmm. yeah so it sounds like to me it's like you're learning jedi mind tricks of the brain to function differently than you have in the past yep there you go wow look okay. at you you should take the test <laughs> Uh, measurable goals for me, I've a, I've a number of them. Um, when I hear that term, the first thing that comes to my mind is of the physical. Mm-hmm. So uh, I have a couple that are kind of always in play. I always want to finish in the top five percent in the world in the CrossFit competition that I do each year. Um, I believe there's fifteen thousand people in my division. Um, I have a couple strength goals that are very measurable because of a plethora of injuries and me just being weak. I've never been able to all in the same day, shoulder press, one plate, bench press, two plates, back squat, three plates, deadlift, oh. four plates. So that that's something I'm working towards. So plates um, being 45 pounds a piece. Yeah. So, so shoulder <laughs> press 135, bench yep. press 225, squat 315, deadlift 405. So yep. I'm knocking on the door of that just because of the strength. Of nice. The but to be able to do that all while maintaining the ability to, you know, do, um, 30 pull-ups, 21 yeah. minute 5k those types of things so um that's one of them and then the other one and i know that uh financial talk is kind of faux pas in our world but um, not for me so i'm happy to have that conversation and one of my measurable goals is to have a net worth of a million dollars very um, good not there yet but um i'm confident with the plan the savings plan the investment plan that i'm on um i'll, I'll get there 
Is that uh, liquid and and uh, physical assets? Physical would be the first one, and then once that one's achieved, then liquid. No, I mean but, like your house, like investments, and then money on top of that. Yeah. So, so the first the first goal would just be total net worth, everything, a million dollars, and oh, then yeah, the gotcha. second one would be nice work. Yeah. Yeah, liquid money that I can access without having to move out of my home. A little interesting in this day and time, this market fluctuation. Yes, for sure. Yeah, for sure. Cool. All right. Yeah. Um, what is one way that you find yourself wasting time? Mm. If you and this listener said, <laughs> if YouTube is the is the answer, what is a random rabbit hole that you found yourself down recently? I see. You go ahead. Uh, so the, the listener hit it right in the head. YouTube is the way that I waste time. <laughs> and I would say the rabbit hole that I've found myself most interested in, I can't believe that the algorithm of YouTube got me there is this thing called death diving oh. and death diving is when people jump off really high places and do these like crazy tricks in the air and then land feet first in the water. These people do all sorts of, there's death diving. It seems like the subculture is much bigger in Europe than it is here. But uh, fun YouTube videos. And then sometimes I'll get sucked down chiropractic videos and just watching what? people get their neck and back cracked. So, wow. Know, I was talking to one of my students today and he's told me that he gets addicted to watching videos of people eating. Just like people post random videos of themselves eating and he just can't not watch it. Wow. <laughs> like I'm just going to attack this like, Mr. D, <laughs> Mr. D, all he does is watch these people eat. I, I'm like, I, was, I was trying to get to the bottom of it. I was like, is it attractive people are eating or is it food that you like? He's like, nope, all sorts of people eating all sorts of food. I just love watching people eat it. Wow. That, that was crazy. What about you? That's, that's interesting. I, I don't typically waste much time. I found myself, um, I don't know, like maybe a year ago, um, I found that I was spending way too much time on Facebook for some odd reason. And so I deleted the app and I just did that again maybe a month ago. But um, when I, while I've been looking for um, different job opportunities and networking in that way, I found myself getting sucked into LinkedIn in a very similar way because people have just overloaded it. And now it's like, oh, the way I get my news is by proxy through LinkedIn. So it's like, oh, this stuff going on in Israel. I'm like, what what's going on over here? And then I, and it just becomes a cascade. So um, I have enough awareness to know that it happens. And so I just either put it away or I'll just install it completely and then I won't have to deal with it. But um, I never got stuck in the YouTube <laughs> YouTube holes. Oh, I always I go I'm there for like, lie. how like, do it's I? It's so enjoyable. Like, yeah, I don't know. especially if I know I'm going to go down for the next hour. Like, oh, really? So, like you plan it? Oh. You plan it? Like, I got an hour to go. Yeah, if I have an hour to like, and, and I'm like have guilt free, like just absolute waste time. Wow. Like, I'm not going to move myself forward in any productive manner. It, it always starts out with fitness videos, and then it just leads <laughs> to different things. Always. Wow, yeah. interesting. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, the stuff that people are doing off big jumps in BMX right now is inc- is crazy too. I really? love watching BMX videos, and wow. you should. There's some really amazing videos of mountain bikers that wear helmet cams that are just flying down the sides of these mountains. It is it's oh I've seen a couple of like the it's uh, so the Red Bull ones that are yeah, like crazy. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's <laughs> absolutely. Crazy. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I've yeah. Seen some of those. Anyways, <laughs> that's good. That's good. All right, here we go. Um, next question. Sometimes I catch myself complaining to others. I don't want to be the guy that people purposely avoid spending time with because I complain. Hmm. How should I stop complaining? Hmm. I have I have an answer for this one. Okay. <laughs> Surprise. Go so ahead. first, so first you need to be bold enough to tell the people around you, especially the people that you spend the most time with, that this is something you're working on and ask them to call you out on it. Oh yeah. So they so they have to know that. And then the next piece is you're going to take a rubber band and you're going to put it on your wrist. <laughs> and every time you find yourself complaining or someone else calls you out and complaining, you snap the rubber band on your wrist. Have you had that, that work? Just, that just creates an awareness. 
Have you had that work? I tried that with swearing. It didn't work. <laughs> the rubber band broke. When it comes to complaining, all complaining does is bring attention to the negative in our world. Yeah. And as we've talked about in past shows, we are hardwired in our DNA to seek the negative because when we were camping on the savannah many, many, many centuries ago, that negative mindset kept us alive. Yeah. Like I said in the past, you hear that twig break behind you. That could be the saber-toothed tiger you need to Look escape at. from. So yeah. we are hyper aware of the negative, right? We always connect. Humans connect over negativity about complaining about the weather and these things. But right now, the saber-toothed tiger isn't isn't the threat anymore, but we still are hardwired to focus on the negative. And the negative, in my opinion, doesn't move me forward. And if I'm not moving forward, I'm not living a, living a fulfilled yeah. life. Yeah. So complaining moves me backward. Yeah. So. I absolutely love my students. I love my family, but I'm very stern in telling them that I don't I don't have a lot of patience for complaining. Yeah. And I talk about why. So I think that this person even recognize that they're a complainer is awesome. And then they're trying to figure out strategies to kind of break the habit because it really is a habit. And then how can you break that? And that's creating awareness. And how can you create that awareness is have people call you out on it and then have a physical reminder through the rubber band that, yep. You're complaining. That's funny. Yeah, it's uh, for me. It's a, it's along the same lines. And I, and yes, and I agree with almost everything you said. The problem that I have is it's very hard to see it when you're doing it yourself. And and it, it, in my mind, it goes back to um, you only hurt the ones you love. Like I constantly complain about things around my wife and my family that they're doing. It's like, and then I see myself doing. It, I'm like, what? Like, what am I? Why would you keep saying that? Like, it doesn't make any sense. So, like you said, to have that awareness of like. Why is this happening? Or having an awareness of, like around these groups of people, for some reason I can't see that of myself. I think that that's a very important um, thing. But typically, what I do um, is, is I ask myself, is what, I'm, what is what's spilling out of my mouth even helping anything? <laughs> right. So along the lines of like, okay, and you're going to complain about that endlessly for what? Like, and then what? And then that that's most of the time gets me out of it. But um, yeah, I find my, I get myself into these weird moods, and I, I don't think it's just me, but I think it happens to everybody but and then it takes a couple of days to pull out of it and meanwhile either i will just constantly complain about whatever it is that's irritating me or <laughs> you just go back to the previous episode about <laughs> putting that thing down because it's very difficult sometimes for me um either that or um or i'll just be quiet all, to, all together and then everybody's like oh something's going on with him like <laughs> you haven't took me in a couple of days i'm like oh yeah sorry like i'm sorting it out in my head so, silent treatment todd yeah i don't know but it's not purposeful it's not like right it's, i don't know it's weird i mean would you rather be complaining or would you rather just be quiet so it's <laughs> you know what i mean so yeah i don't know it's one of those conundrums in my life but alas there it is <laughs> so if i don't talk to you for a couple of days just know, quit texting me at four o'clock in the morning with your <laughs> ramblings. All right. Next question. What is one simple dieting rule that I can use to eat better? <clears throat> Go. Treat sugar as the devil. <laughs> treat added sugar as the devil and treat water as your best friend. Avoid added sugar at all costs and consume as much water as you can. Yeah, that's pretty Those, good That's rule. mine. Yeah. And then the only liquid that goes into your body is water. And yeah. I know that's easy for me to say as a non-coffee drinker. So I guess I would asterisk that and say, if you are a habitual coffee drinker and there is no way for you to get through the day without hot coffee, then I'd say coffee and water, but nothing else. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and those little additives to your exclusive. coffee is possible. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Um, yeah. I'm a coffee drinker. So thank you for clarifying that. I, I would say those again, um, I, I am a huge proponent for drink as much water as you possibly can. I know that there is a, a limit, like you can drink too much water, but uh, most people don't even drink enough water for it sedentary individual. So I would say just keep on chugging. And, um, the other thing is if you are able or willing, um, 
find a way to track down to track what you eat and know what goes in because it's it's sometimes it's very sobering for people to think oh i went to chipotle and i ate great and you ate 2000 calories right there and then they're like why why do i feel so sluggish for hours so i think it i think it um it's a useful tool to to watch what you're eating to, to list it up pretty pretty early on in our podcast journey we had camden on who lost over 100 pounds yeah right and he was saying that one of his biggest uh, surprises was how many calories are in salad dressing. I just yep. remember him saying that. Yep. It's little stuff like that. Like, oh, you think you're eating the salad, but you're getting as many calories as a burger. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But there's fried chicken on that salad. That's, that's not <laughs> right. very helpful. So, yeah. yep. But that's yeah. one. Cool. What's up next? Uh, what is better? Six consistent hours of great sleep every night or eight consistent <sighs> hours of mid to crappy sleep every night? Uh, I think there's a lot of gray area here. Um, it depends on what you believe consistent sleep is so there's multiple phases to sleep and how you're how you're having an awareness into what pieces of sleep you're hitting and and for the duration that makes um that makes it kind of consistent or crappy <laughs> either way however you look at it um i tend to say i don't know i don't know if there's a great answer on that i can't i can't give you a six or eight but i think typically the longer the longer you sleep the better um the better chance you have of getting through all three of those phases so i would say probably the longer uh, yeah, so what I'm hearing Todd refer to as the three phases, it's, well, technically there's four, but one of them is awake. So I don't know why that's considered one of the phases. But anyway, there's awake, there's light sleep, there's REM, which is rapid eye movement, and there's deep sleep. And from my understanding is the quality of the sleep or the sleep efficiency matters greatly. And also the when you say consistency is consistency as in going to bed at the same time and getting up at the same time because that is one of the best things we can do. So from what I learned is if you're getting over an hour in that REM and over an hour in that deep sleep, you're, you're, the whole point of sleep is for your body to recover. Yeah. Right. So if you're getting more efficient recovery in that six hours than you are in that eight hours, then that six hours is is better. And this actually spawned from a conversation I was having with someone in their mid twenties who lives and works in New York city and works like 10 hours a day and commutes like an hour each way. I'm sorry. And just spending so much time at this stage in their life working that they're not really getting eight hours of sleep. But as soon as they lay down, they're, they're out cold. And then their sleep tracker says that they're, they're getting crazy efficiency sleep and that they're feeling they're very, very recharged each day. So from what I understand, if you go to bed at the same time, you get up at the same time, and you're getting high quality, deep recovery sleep, that six hours would be more beneficial than the crappy eight hours. Mm. But generally, is how are you getting more recovery? So the analogy that I was using my high schoolers is cell phone, right? So if I plug my cell phone in for six hours, is it going to get a better charge than if I plug it and unplug it and plug it and unplug it for eight hours? The answer, whatever, however the battery is more charged at the end of that time is the answer. But I think it's how much time you spend in those deep zones that you were talking about. That's R-E-M-T. interesting because they, because there's like, there's so much, I was looking at um, heart rate variance today because it's one of the ways that um, I wear a Garmin, a Garmin device and it um, it tracks your stress throughout the day. And I was doing these meditations on there and it's like, oh, you got negative five on your stress. And I was like, what does that mean? And so not only is it sleep and the three, three or four cycles, everyone look at as sleep, but then there's also other factors that come in like, you know, heart rate variance measures the time between your heartbeats. And if you're stressed, they, they figure, you know, your heart's like, tick, tick, tick. and if you're, and if you're in a, be, a more calm state, then it, it's further between. So it takes all these, it takes a number of different variables, right. To, to really tell you how well you're resting. And so, yeah, it, it's interesting. We've talked about sleep before, but yeah. Yeah. A lot. Yep. And, and the truth of the matter is 
everybody's body is so vastly different. Yeah. There is no study that can control all the variables to give us objective measures yeah, of this or else stuff. You have people so, who sleep perfectly. There are people who are 110 years old that have smoked cigarettes since they were 18. Yeah. Like it, some stuff impacts the body differently than others and, and everybody's body's different. Let me ask you this. If there was would a you, YouTube channel about perfect sleeping, <laughs> would you watch somebody sleep perfectly for eight hours? If I could benefit from it, yes. Absolutely. <laughs> what are you doing? Well, for the next eight hours, I'm going to watch this guy sleep. All right, next question. What is something that you have not done yet in your life that you wish to do or accomplish before you die? Hmm. I'm going to jump out of a plane before I die at some point. I want to go parachuting, yeah. Yeah, yeah that's cool. Yeah. How about you? Um, I want to I want to travel through Europe for a year hmm. or live in Europe for a year, particularly in like the Alps, like the French Alps, Swiss yeah. Alps, Italian yeah. Alps, somewhere in there. And in a perfect world, I'd bounce around like every three months to like a different little town in the Alps. When I see videos on it, there's a, so, so I'm not into ultra running. I don't ultra run. Ultra run Yet. is defined by any runs over a marathon in length, I believe. Yes. I'm so not in the ultra, ultra community, but I think that's how it's defined. And one of the most famous, I don't know if it's, if it's the most famous, but ultra race is called the utmb and that goes through the french town and swiss alps i believe and i watch a lot of videos of this particular race and it is just stunningly gorgeous in these tiny little towns up in the mountains and stuff it just like it, it really it wow. woos me so hmm. yeah i want to i want to live over there at some i'm gonna check out and the utmb now it's not as high on my list but i think it would be really cool to learn another language and i know enough about myself that no matter how many classes i take <laughs> how many whatever coursework i take i'm never going to get there i just have to leave here and live in a place that speaks a language immersion. and, learn and yeah. just immerse myself yep yeah so interesting nice good answer it's yeah. way better than <laughs> jump out of a plane but whatever <laughs> yeah. uh let's see oh this this one i thought was really interesting if you had 48 hours left on earth would you tell anybody? If so, who would you tell? And what would you do with the time? I think that's if you had 48 pretty... hours left, would you tell? Who would you tell if you were? And what would you do with it? Yeah. Hmm. It's a three-parter. You go ahead. I'm struggling to have like an absolute like concrete answer for this. Mm -hmm. But I think I wouldn't tell a lot of people. I think I'd probably tell maybe the closest people to me. And I'd probably come down here into the studio and I would film a video that's just expressing my thoughts, perspective, and mostly, if you have the over or under, my gratitude for uh, the things in my life. And I would just record, I don't know, maybe a half hour video, just kind of just sharing my thoughts and my gratitude for uh, what's transpired in my life. I got to think there'd be some in a lot of eating of all my favorite foods. And then I would probably go to a couple of the most important places in my life, all within three hours driving distance from here. Wow. So I see like Jen and I, hopping <laughs> in a, Jen and, I and LJ hopping in a car. I, I feel like the more people you tell, it would become like a sob thing. Yeah. And I wouldn't yeah. want it to be that. Pity so, party. Yeah. yeah. And I would just, I would just house a video. I'd send it to someone like you and just say, yo, when I'm gone, share this with the world. Something's up with Peter. He's eating, yeah. <laughs> he's eating cheese out of a can. I don't know. What's <laughs> Something's yeah, wrong. A lot of red meat, a lot yeah. of seafood. Yeah. Is that what, you don't eat red meat now? Uh, my rule of red meat is I eat it if someone else is paying. Really? Yeah. I don't eat a ton of red meat, um, but I do love it. I do yeah, love it. Yeah. yeah. What's your favorite seafood? All New England seafood. You give me lobsters, give me crabs, give me mussels, give me steamers, give me Shellfish. chowder, give me 
All of it. Any 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 New England seafood I love. Interesting. Okay. If I had 48 hours, uh, no is the first answer. I would not tell anybody. And what would I do with it? Um, I don't know. I think it's hard to say. Like like that news would come, you know, yeah. the, clock, the clock's already ticking. So it's like, oh, what, what would I do? I think, um, geez, I, I don't really know. Because it's like, do you do selfish things or you do things with people and then... You know, like leave it hanging like, oh, I guess that's why you did that. <laughs> I just think that you, type of question is so hard to anticipate, like how yeah. you would really feel or act. It's I like, don't think you, know, you can. If you won the Powerball, we all we all can say what we do or act. If we won the Powerball, what would we really do? Same kind of thing with this question. Yeah, but, I'd like to think I, that uh, – it's so funny because I've been having this thought randomly go through my head like – I've watched a couple of people die of cancer and I think to, or, you know, other, other functions where there's a magic pill or, you know, for, for get your wallet out and for a ridiculous amount of money, you can go pay these pharmaceutical companies to try to make you better. And it may or may not work. So I don't want to seem crass, but, um, I always, I always wonder myself, like if, if you were diagnosed with some kind of, you know, incurable disease or, you know, I like not incurable, I guess at that point, but some kind of heavy disease, would you would you take the chemotherapy? Would you not? Like, you know, and I tend to think I wouldn't just because like, I mean, if, if that's the way you're going to go, like that's what you're going to, that's how it's going to go. Plus all the turmoil that comes through going through like chemotherapy, that's pretty rough. Right. But, um, but yeah, I, I don't think that, uh, I don't think there's any way to anticipate it. And back to the lottery thing, it's a lot of people say, and I've heard this of like MC Hammer and a bunch of people, like just because you have a whole bunch of money doesn't mean it actually changes who you are. It's just a tool to, allow you to act in a different way. So I, I think that, um, yeah, I think it's almost nearly impossible to know the answer to that question. Yeah. I do know that I eat a lot of food though. Yeah. Yeah, I would. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what is a skill that you wish you could snap your fingers and possess in a proficient manner right now? I would like to be a, a pilot, like a, a really good pilot. I think that'd be cool if you could just snap it and let's go. That's awesome. Way. Yeah. My you proud dad moment. Sometimes <laughs> before I come down here and record with you, I'll just kind of mull over what the topic is with Jen to kind of get her perspectives and stuff. Oh, really? LJ often hears us talking. And LJ's answer to this question was, I wish that I had the skill to know exactly how everybody was feeling all the time Whoa. so that if people were sad and I didn't know, I could help them. That was like, my, like I wanted to melt when I heard wow. her Wow, look at that. Yeah. Nice cool. work, LJ. I think that would be pretty stressful to know how everyone's feeling all the time. Yeah. 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 yeah, that reminds me yeah. of uh, Bruce Almighty when he starts getting all the emails. <laughs> like, I've not seen them. Oh, what? Oh, you That's a watch Jim Carrey movie, right? Yeah, put that yeah. on your YouTube. Right, okay. <laughs> put, put Bruce Almighty emails, you'll see. So um, I send multiple emails every day. I have uh, an undergraduate degree, a graduate degree where I typed an 89-page paper, and I am still a one-finger typer. I've never, yes. Hunt and pecker. It's like poking. I'm a hunt and peck. <laughs> I am the slowest typer ever. Huh. And I wish that I could type. Of all the worthless classes I took in high school, if I had just taken typing, I'd be so much more efficient with my time. Because I'm hunt and peck, I have to look at the keyboard while I'm typing, so I can't look at the screen. So after I type anything, I have to go back and read it. Hmm. I can't read it while I'm while I'm doing it. So that would be mine. I would, I, would, I wish that I had just had better typing skills. Right. And then people say, yo, why don't you start taking classes and I like courses and I tried that and it was just mind really? blowing and I, I, uh, I quit on it. Yeah. Interesting. Yep. All right. Uh, electric toothbrush or no? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, yep. For me too. My dentist said it's more efficient. I'm going to believe that. I don't know. You got to be careful because I've, I've read, I don't know which one you have. Do you have the round one or the Sonicare? 
Uh, Sonicare. I've heard that Sonicare, if you lay it at um, more than a specific degree angle at your gum line, it'll erode your gums. And my gums are pretty bad, and I've had that thing for a long time. Hmm. I went to a different dentist, and they said, no, only straight on your teeth forty, like at a 90 degree on your hmm. on the lower teeth. So beware. See, listeners, you get all this great information. <laughs> I don't know if there's any truth to it, but... Listen to this show. Yeah. Uh, and I, I lumped this one, <clears throat> one together because it also had to do with toothbrushing. Do you do anything while you're brushing your teeth regularly? Um, <laughs> I mean, there's a lot of toothbrushing going on. I'd sit down when I brush my teeth and I try to brush the right hand of my, the right side of my mouth, with my left hand. And then I switch to the other to get both, oh, brain, wow. both, si- both sides of the brain working. You use yeah. both hands to brush your teeth? Uh-huh. Yeah. I never knew that about you. Yeah. Oh, on opposing sides. Yeah. yeah. Now I had a friend ask about this because he was saying that like he wanted to be more efficient with his life. So he's, he now sits in a deep squat. Like a, like a stretching yeah. position when he brushes his teeth. Yeah, yeah. And he asked me if I do that. And I said, no. And he was shocked. He's like, wow, you're not maximizing your time. I was like, <laughs> so I so I look at nature. I either go outside or I look out the window while mm. I brush my teeth. Yeah. And there's not like a window in my bathroom that I can look outside with. It's like in the shower, so it doesn't work as well. So I need to kind of go into a different room to look outside. Nice. But do you still keep your um, toothbrush in your bathroom? Yes. Uh, so you travel. You're a traveling brusher. I am. Yes. <laughs> nice. Yes. Good job. All right. Uh, which past episode or episodes of this show sticks out in your mind for whatever reason? Oh, uh, clearly the uh, Caitlin in the closet. That, that that one gets me every time. Oh yeah, your daughter. Yeah, where'd y'all go? That's yeah. the name of it. <laughs> yes. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Mine was the one with Heather Pogue when yep. she called me out on being nonsensical about creating a goal and sticking with it for no reason other than to stick with it. And it didn't serve me when I was talking about not listening to music or any, any radio or anything on the way to school for yep. 185 days. Yep. And she called me out on that and it made me think pretty hard about what serves me. And um, I'm grateful for her. For can, her. can I get a recap? Like she just, she just said, you said, that's what I'm doing. And she, and she said, why would, oh, that's right. I remember she said, why would you do that if it doesn't serve you? I recall that. Yes. She yep. said, yep. yep. And so- that's um, thank you, Heather. That's one of my more memorable moments when recording this podcast. That yeah, that you hated it, it was that. just a great episode. <laughs> you hated episode. You hated not being not having any audio in your car. <laughs> if I had a nickel for every time you said I only got twelve days left or whatever it was, Todd, uh, that crushed you. I hated it. <laughs> I hated it. That's a strong word, Pete. Strong. I was telling that story today because I had a student who made an unsafe choice with her cell phone at school and she is on cell phone suspension for a couple of weeks. Oh. And I was talking about how when we take things away and then give it, and when we get them back, eventually we appreciate them so much more. Anyone who's gone on like a seven day hike without a shower yeah. could attest yeah, yeah. to that. Right. And I was just saying that after a year of not listening to anything in the car, when I get in the car and can turn something on, I just, I'm so grateful. I, yeah. I love it. It's my love oh. of appreciation every morning now is still so high. So, huh. yeah. So you did get something out yeah. of it. That's good. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Good. Yeah. Good. All right. Uh, what simple tasks do you find yourself putting off that are small but eventually pile up? Hmm. You go. So speaking of my financial goals and the budget and all that, I account for every penny we spend um, every month. And at the end of the month, I sit down and just kind of mull it all over and everything goes in different categories. And it takes me about two hours to do the monthly budget. And if I put that off... Ooh, yeah. It just builds and builds. So, um, yeah. So I go over the, all the the statements and the the credit cards and just make sure everything's kind of up to snuff. And we have a budget for different categories: a budget for gas every month, a budget for food every month, a budget for LJ every month, a budget for entertainment every month, and just to make sure that we're kind of everything's kind of falling in its right buckets. 
but to sit down and do it, and if it ever backs up to like two months, like to sit down and do that for four hours is just not something I. Oh, but I you will go back and all. complete it for each month. The yeah, yeah, I never, yeah. I'll never, we've never missed. I've never missed. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, so yeah, I'll do that. So you don't, so you don't know. You just know that if you did, <laughs> you'd be in a bad place. No, but sometimes like I'll start to get backed up, and then it's like I'm, I'm, I'll do it, and then like I have to do it a couple of days later. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. if I just oh, because you're you close know. to the end. Yeah, I got you. Yeah. Yeah, that would be mine. Simple, simple tasks. I don't know. I'm doing pretty good on my simple tasks. Like I'm, I'm a pretty, I'm a, I don't know. My my procrastination fluctuates, but that's just something that comes and goes. But I don't usually let them pile up too high. It used to be my income tax, but now that I don't own a bunch of businesses, it's that's not that bad. It, the last year, I got it done pretty much on time. Um, <laughs> I'm, I'm still working diligently, but I'm making forward progress on the garbage. So that's fantastic. So I send nice. pictures of the garbage cans every once in a while. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. A while back, a number of episodes ago, Todd was talking about how he wanted to be a better partner for his wife and, and be more diligent about bringing the garbage out on days that it's supposed to go out. And yep. uh, oftentimes now he'll just send me a picture of an empty trash can or a full <laughs> trash can on the side of the road in his neighborhood. And I know what that means. Yep. That's great. It's yeah. a good accountability tool. But yeah, I can't think of any other ones that are just typically simple that, um, yeah, don't know. My other one would be... Um, weed whacking we just own a bit of property and there's certain areas that i prefer to have it just weed whack so it doesn't overgrow over the course of the summer and just keeping up with that all summer is tricky but um i'm blessed to have this property so yeah it's not nice work no, no biggie all right this was jen's question what is one opportunity that you regret not taking advantage of when you were younger i don't know you go if you got one my good friend growing up was taking piano lessons and my mom said I'll pay for your piano lessons as long as you want to go. And I promise you that if you don't take them at some point in your life, you're going to regret it. And I knew that my whole life. So I would never admit that, you know, even until like my twenties and thirties, I was like, my mom, like I knew my mom was right. I should have taken the piano lessons. I wish that I could play the piano now and I can still take lessons if I want, obviously. But that was an opportunity that was presented to me that I wish I'd taken advantage of. And the other one I'd say is just when I was in my twenties in a ski bum, I did five winters here in Vermont as a snowboard instructor, and I wish at least one of those I did out west, mm. maybe in Colorado or Utah or Wyoming or something. Interesting. I can't think of any. I mean, obviously, there must have been some uh, opportunities when I was younger, but I can't think of any that I was like, mm, nah, I don't think so. Cool. Why? I'm so curious about the piano. So now you just, when there's a piano around, you're like, damn it, I wish I could play that piano. No, I don't beat myself up about it at all. Oh, it's and it's really neat to see my daughter playing. It's just like, I think it would be really cool to like see a piano and just sit down and be able to yeah, play. I also really be. like the sound of it. Like if I'm going to relax, I'll put on like piano music. It's just, that's my favorite instrument to listen to. So huh. I think it's um, just something that I, that that's awesome. I wish that I could do. Yeah. But LJ hated it until recently, right? She's coming along. Yeah. Yeah. Good. She's coming Good. along. Took her a while though. <laughs> Years. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I wonder if she'll yes. have the same idea. When she... <laughs> yes. All right, one more. If you could go back in time and pick up any new hobby, what would you do? That's kind of similar to the the other opportunity question, I guess, in a way, but maybe not. It is similar. Yeah, I I too like. I wish that I could just pick up a guitar and just like if you know some people that could pick up an acoustic guitar and just wail on that thing, it's pretty sweet. Same with drums, any music really, of something that you enjoy. Um, that would be that would be cool if you could go back and do it again, but. I mean, you could always do it now. It's just like you said, is there is interest there, but it's interesting. 
for me, from a very pragmatic standpoint, I just didn't learn a lot when I was younger about how to fix stuff. So mm-hmm. like, I don't know how to fix anything with a car. I don't know yeah, how to I fix anything that. with an appliance. I'm not good with carpentry, like real, real basic stuff, but really not like um, confident with any of that. So I'd say just being able to fix, repair, and build stuff with my hands would yeah. be my pragmatic one. But my absolutely non-pragmatic one was I think it would be a really cool hobby to be a magician. Hmm. Just be able to like rip out card tricks or like be able to do stuff in places that just like bust a rabbit out of your head. Yeah. And I was thinking, like, what does that say about me? Like, I'm so extrinsically motivated. Like, if I could pick any hobby, I'd pick one that impresses people. Yeah. (laughs) Look at this. I'm pretty handy with my hand. I'm thankful that my, I learned that from my grandparents. One thing that I, that would be cool though, uh, my grandpa, my mom's dad was really good at, um, and I think it's because he was ridiculously patient. He was really good at stained glass. He made stained glass windows like oh. at scale. And I always That's thought really to myself cool. watching him break the glass like into this perfect little, you know, shard, I thought. And then you got to solder all the lead together. It was just like yeah. I could admit the painstaking amount of time he spent on that. But when they turned out, they were works of majesty. They were pretty sweet. But That's cool. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. kind of along with the magic thing a little bit. I think it'd be really cool to be able to be like a crazy proficient juggler. Like you yeah. could juggle a bowling ball, a chainsaw, and an apple. You know, <laughs> like something like that would be really cool. He's eating cheese and juggling chainsaws. <laughs> something is going on with you. Uh, Listener questions. Some deep, some you know, just across the board. A, a good time to kind of dig into some some thoughts and perspectives for sure. I like it. I like the rapid fire questions. Those are fun. Yeah, it's it's, it's really, really cool to be interacting with our listeners in many different ways. So Yeah, for sure. It's awesome. Cool. Speaking of which, to all the listeners out there, schoolingstruggle at gmail.com is the way to reach out to us, interact with us, and ask more questions for, what is this, episode 72? So episode 144, we'll do our our next one. (laughs) Is that what we're doing? Okay. I don't don't know. I was just doubling it. Hopefully it doesn't take that long (laughs) to get some (laughs) listener emails, but maybe. Awesome. Well, thank you so very much for your ears. We appreciate your time. We are incredibly grateful for your attention. We are the School and Struggle Podcast. We are out. See ya.